Welcome, 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 Welcome to the Heathen Machine Chronicles. I'm your host, the Heathen Machine. Welcome back to another episode of the Heathen Machine Chronicles. In this episode, we are going to veer away from my own experiences in the military. And we're going to dive into my training. Why I train this way. How I ended up... Um, programming uh, workouts like this. Now, when I first started training, I was probably 17 or 18, uh, found a bodybuilding program, and I was training on a Bowflex. Yeah, that, that was my first introduction to exercises was using a Bowflex. And then from there, I found free weights, and I, I found a training protocol called MaxOT, which is put out by a company called AST, which is a supplement company. Jeff Willett, Skip LaCour, they were these uh, natural bodybuilders that um, really utilized the system. And basically what it was, it was just a, a power building protocol. And, you know, I, I found this back in the early 2000s. So power building is, is really nothing new. Uh, but this MaxLT program, I, I enjoyed it at the time because it advocated a very basic, simple approach to building muscle and strength, low reps. You focused on compound movements and there was not a lot of machine use in it. And that's probably why I, I, I've just never used machines in any of my training anyway. I, I just, I never saw the benefit or the value of machines. Uh, I'm sure plenty of people do, but for me personally, and my goals, they just, it, it, I just didn't need it. I really enjoyed using free weights. I just, it was more challenging. I felt stronger doing that. And so I followed this power building routine basically for the rest of my life up until about six months ago, even through the Marine Corps, uh, where you think that. I would have been training the way I am now then, but that wasn't the case. I stuck with this power building routine because it was what I knew. My conditioning sucked because other than my time in Afghanistan, I would say that was probably one of the best, sh the, the best shape I'd been in, you know, in my late twenties, uh, because you got to think in Afghanistan, uh, we, we did have cobbled together gym. So I could do my power building routine. And then I'd be going out on patrols. And remember with these patrols, we're loaded down with 60, 70, 80, even sometimes 100 pounds a gear. Not only that, but we have to jump over canals. We get into a firefight. We're sprinting, running, jumping, doing all these things that I'm doing now in my training. But I never did that before when I really should have been. I just I, I stuck with this very traditional power building routine. And it was very hard for me to break away from it. You know, I often talk about uh, breaking free from a stale routine because it's good 
to get your body used to different movement patterns. And for a very long time, I was kind of caught in this, this power building routine that I, I knew, I knew I could do better. I, I knew I wasn't where I wanted to be physically. I wasn't in the shape I wanted to be in, but I just did it because I knew it. I knew, I knew how to structure the pro structure, the program. I knew, you know, there's very, the progression was very, um, predictable. So I, I stuck with it. But you know, here's the thing about that. When I was training this way, I always had nagging aches and pains in my elbows and my knees, in my back. I just I always felt very beat up when I, you know, training in that style that sort of when you're focused on these compound movements, you're training heavy, you're training in these low reps. And Doing that week in and week out, it, it takes its toll on your body. Now, I, I was always good about taking time off. Um, every eight to 10 weeks, even then, I would take an entire week off of training and then get back to it and start with a new eight to 10 week program. But the variation of my exercises, it was very limited. I didn't very much. It was just the same stuff over and over and over and over the years, I just started getting very bored. So I really started having to question um, why I was training the way I was. Another thing I talk about is the fact that our bodies are these amazing biomechanical machines that are capable of movement in so many different planes. You know, we're designed to to climb, to crawl, to swim, to sprint, run, jog. We're, we're meant to use our body as a system. And even with my power building routine, I was breaking, I was, uh, it was, it was traditional in that it was a body part split, you know, so one day it would be back. And then I'd, I had a separate day just for arms. You know, I did, I would do close grip work, and that's all I did on like my fifth training day was just, it was arms, right? So I was separating out all these muscle groups when the reality is our, our muscles, our structure, our whole system is meant to work in conjunction. You know, there's a reason why they have to make specific machines to isolate muscles. And even then you're really never truly isolating a muscle. I mean, you, you can't. Because there's always going to be some kind of other assister muscles that are going to kick in and help because that's the way it's supposed to work. Again, our body is a system. And all our muscles, all our nerves, tendons, they're, they're attached. And they're all supposed to work together in harmony so that you don't injure yourself or something along those lines. So our body's a system and I wasn't training it like one and I felt like it, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting younger. And so I got to a point over the past summer where I had to really, or I sat down and I, I started doing some research on just what I needed to do to settle into something that was more efficient because at this point in my life, I am less worried about the aesthetics, right? The bodybuilding part to me is just, is very meaningless. I don't want to train just for looks. And I get a lot of people, that's what they want. And 
teach their own. I, I support that. But honestly, I think that's a stupid fucking reason to train is just to look good. I mean, that's, I mean, you might as well just go get plastic surgery if, if that's what you want. If you're just training to look good, then you're, you're really going to miss out on the potential for you to be as healthy as possible. And that's another thing people tend to forget. They think that you only have to train like a bodybuilder to look good. I mean, look at these athletes, this mixed martial artists, and there are so many absolutely jacked, ripped men and women out there who do not train like bodybuilders. They train in a variety of modalities. They sprint. They, I mean, look at CrossFit, you know, it gets a lot of shit and some of it's deserved, but personally, man, I think CrossFit is far more functional and f it makes much more sense than bodybuilding does. You know, I look at a, look, if there's a, sh a shit hitting the fan, I want 10 CrossFitters in my corner, not 10 bodybuilders. Cause I already know those 10 CrossFitters that they're going to be able to get over walls. They're going to climb ropes. They're going to do fucking handstand walks like flips. I mean, they train a variety of different movements. So I eventually came across and I've mentioned it before, Josh Bryant and his Jailhouse Strong page on Instagram. Also because I was watching Tom Haviland, who's just an absolute monster from Australia. Uh, I, I saw that he was connected with Jailhouse Strong as well. So I started looking into Jailhouse Strong. And I came across a book that was written by Josh Bryant and Adam Benshay. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. But it was called Tactical Strongman. And that book as, as as short as it was completely changed the way I thought about training the way I looked at training and decided that I had found my new program now I wasn't a stranger to this type of training you know I, I'd done it a, a little bit throughout the Marine Corps but the problem was was that I looked at this style of training as more of a novelty than anything that I would I would commit to because when I was out in the field or times in Afghanistan I would I would definitely use my imagination and and train with odd objects and things like that but that was only out of necessity instead of you know thinking that I could actually train like this and and have it be sustainable so I dived into Tactical Strongman, and in that book, uh, they go over a couple different training programs, but one that caught my eye is called Tactical PHA, or Peripheral Heart Action. Now, I'm going to take a little side quest here real quick just to give you an idea of what PHA is. So PHA is a, a, a very intense training program. It's, it's a whole body circuit, and it was popularized by a 60s-era bodybuilder named Bob Guida. Now, Bob Guida wasn't actually the one who invented this style of training. That distinction belongs to Arthur Steinhaus, who was a professor of physiology at George Williams College. Now, he would actually come to mentor Bob Guida, and together they began experimenting with this PHA system, which is a it, it was born in the scientific realm and Bob Guida really 
showed that with this system, you, you can build muscle and be in incredible shape. Now, Bob Gaida changed the program up a bit when he started training with uh, Sergio Oliva. Um, yes, the three-time Mr. Olympia. Because Bob Gaida saw how absolutely gigantic Sergio Oliva was because he used, he incorporated Olympic lifts into his training. So together, they implemented their version of a PHA, their version of the PHA system, which consisted of Olympic lifts and bodybuilding movements, training upper body and lower body in a circuit. And, and that is the important element of this program. So let's bring it back to tactical strongman. So even Josh Bryant altered the PHA program to with a little bit more of a tactical bent. He basically added in elements of strongman training like farmer carries, stone loads, sandbag work, and created his version. And so what I wanted to do was, was alter that program even a little bit more to focus on, on what I wanted. So when I started creating this program I'm running on myself right now, I, I, I guess the question I asked, my, asked myself was, you know, I wanted to mimic approximation of an individual being in an intense situation, right? So I'm a combat vet. And a lot of the movements I am adding into this program are applicable because these are things I had to do in combat. These are things I did in the Marine Corps. So this exercise program, which was heavily inspired by the tactical PHA and the standard PHA, I, I wanted to add combative elements into it. And that's why you see these, you know, bag work, bag conditioning, knee strikes to the sandbag, elbow strikes, hammer work to strengthen your forearms. With this program, I wanted to help individuals strengthen their body, strengthen their mind. I wanted to physically prepare people for a wide variety of scenarios. If God forbid, you have to defend yourself physically or pulling somebody from a burning vehicle. This program isn't a program if you want to um, compete in powerlifting. You probably could, but the problem with something like powerlifting is a, there's a lot of very technical things you have to work on where this style of training is definitely best suited for the combatives athlete, for military, first responders, individuals who know they're going to have to use their cardiovascular strength and endurance, their, their physical, their muscular strength and endurance, and apply them into real-life unpredictable scenarios. So when I'm going through this program or when I was developing it, Again, I wanted to put myself into a state where I'm challenging not just my strength, but I'm also challenging my conditioning opponent because I think too many people separate those out. And, and you, I, I've been watching a lot of fighters and a lot of the fight training, and I'm not saying I'm an expert, but 
I, I noticed that a lot of them always separate these elements out. And I, and I wonder why, because, you know, in a mixed martial arts match, you, you need to combine all these things. So why not in your strength and conditioning program, why aren't you also doing strikes and knee strikes and, and adding this all into a very effective system? Because overall, this PHA system is effective. There was a study published in the European Journal of Applied Physiology in 2015, and they credited the PHA system uh, with improving cardiovascular and anaerobic performance. And the feedback from this program is phenomenal. We can take this beyond the realm of first responders, military, combatives, and apply it to just the general person who who simply wants to be in better shape, who wants to be strong, who wants to be mobile, who wants the confidence in knowing that if they ever needed to use their, their physical abilities and their conditioning, that they can do that. And knowing, you know, like the G.I. Joe cartoons, knowing is half the battle. Knowing that you're capable of physically and mentally operating under you know, very stressful situations, um, I think keeps actually keeps you out of trouble. But if you ever find yourself in that situation, you, you'll be able to handle yourself. So this is a program that I, I feel would benefit really anybody. But again, as I said earlier, this is a very advanced program. It's challenging. It's tough. There's a reason why you you don't see a lot of people doing this because it is it's difficult I, when i used to work out in a gym and myself included you know you'd you'd do a set of bench and you'd rest for like two to three minutes i mean what a waste of time and with this pha system i mean there's already enough proof that you can induce hypertrophy and strength and still have this circuit style training so I think I've said everything I need to say for now. So I'm going to go recap uh, kind of what I've covered. When you find yourself in a training rut, <clears throat> or if you find yourself in a situation where you just don't feel like you're getting the most out of the, the, the way you're training, and this can apply to really anything, any habit you find yourself stagnating in, Break free from that shit. That's step number one is identifying the fact that, oh man, I need to make a change. And I did that with my training program. I knew I needed to make a change. I made a change and it's had a profound impact on my physical performance, my mental clarity and things of that nature. What is tactical conditioning? Well, tactical conditioning isn't donning a Kevlar, running around with your rifle, you know, doing live shoot houses or anything like that. Tactical conditioning is preparing your mind and body to be ready for a wide variety of scenarios that you may find in the physical world. You know, again, this is a program, especially tactical conditioning uh, specialist program that I took through ISSA is specifically geared towards the first responder, the military, and things like that. But as I've said, this program can benefit really anybody and also benefit combatives, athletes, and 
things of that nature. If you're interested in finding out more about this style of training, I would definitely recommend checking out Tactical Strongman, written by Josh Bryant, Adam Benche. I also found an article written by Connor Heffernan on Bob Guida's Peripheral Heart Action Training uh, through the site physicalculturestudy.com to be very helpful, as well as the Golden Era Bookworm YouTube channel on Bob Guida and his training program as well. And that is if you want to find out more information on PHA, where it began, and how it has benefited athletes that have used it. Of course, I am, I'm currently working on uh, my own programming, so look for that in the future if you're interested in training or having programs set up by myself. Um, I will be rolling that out shortly. I'm working on it, so please be patient. Uh, follow me on Instagram at The Heathen Machine. Release new podcast episodes of The Heathen Machine Chronicles every Wednesday from deep in the Ozark foothills. Heathen Machine, out. Out.